All right. How's it going, friends? Nice to see you, I guess. That's not really the case, but it's nice to be heard. How about that? So welcome. I thought it would be really fun exercise every so often to go through and do a book review or at least share a book that has meant a lot to me and has actually helped me to change the way that I think. Now, of course, I come from a church background, but as you might know, I love the word metanoia. Metanoia is the Greek New Testament word for rethink or to think again or to your after mind, your mind after your current mind. So it has to do with an evolving mindset. It's the word is exploding for me. However, since I can remember, there's been a long season where I've just been so fascinated by things that change my mind. And so why not share some of them? So today <clears throat> I thought it'd be interesting to share this book called the change code. It's by Monica Borgel. And I never heard of her as an author before. I'm not sure if this is her first, but this book is a great primer into what is called spiral dynamics. Okay. Now let me explain what it is. Okay. What spiral dynamics is what makes this book so helpful, how it helped me to change the way that I think about things but then also maybe share with you a few things from it. So spiral dynamics is a, it's not quite a developmental framework. I guess you could say so, but it was developed by a guy named uh, Claire Graves, who is friends with Abraham Maslow. You might know of Maslow's hierarchy Well, they were colleagues and he started to develop a biopsychosocial theory about how people operate in the world. This could be influenced by what their society is up to, what kind of developmental stage they are at. Are they young? Are they adults? Are they older adults? There's a lot of things that go into it. But what's so fascinating about it is that it's everywhere. And I've always been a fan of stages of development, such as Eric Erickson, right? You may have known about them. Uh, Kohlberg, Piaget, you could say, well, let's, let's just stop there. <laughs> but spiral dynamics is all about trying to understand how to help people to grow. And that's wonderful, right? And in fact, if you can be an agent to help that happen, that's a wonderful thing. And that's what this book is about. It's the change code. Now, spiral dynamics, it's not supposed to be seen as a hierarchy of growth, of worldview development. Instead, it's more like a taxonomy. It's a way of just understanding what type of worldview does this person have versus this person versus this person. And then how do they interact or have conflict? And what's fascinating is that each of us are in probably three different colors. So to avoid thinking in hierarchy, like stage one, stage two, stage three, stage four, spiral dynamics orders these worldviews according to color schemes. So it'd be beige, purple, red, blue, okay, um, orange, green, what's next? <laughs> oh, uh, yellow, teal or turquoise, and then potentially even more after that. But each of us, have probably one dominant worldview and then we kind of 
utilize some of an one <laughs> worldview from one side and then another from another. But here's the best part is in order to work with people and with problems in our lives or around other people, it's really helpful to understand how you think about the world and how they think about the world and then how they think about the world and how can you be a person in the midst of all of it. And this book was absolutely that. This wasn't the first one I'd ever read on Spiral Dynamics, but I found it to be a really helpful one. And at one point, Monica even says that she first heard about Spiral Dynamics from her church community, which is fascinating. It's really odd to me that often church communities say there's so much about change and growth, but then they don't look at anything outside of the Bible to help inform how people change and grow. So I find this to be absolutely marvelous, right? So let's, let's imagine something, okay? So for instance, let's say you are a leader and you're, you're working with a community and things seem like they're hitting a lot of hurdles over and over and over again. The same problems keep popping up, okay? Well, you as the leader, and this could be a friend group, it could be a small team, it could be a large team, you might notice that different people have different solutions to the same problem. Well, that's because everybody's coming from a different color stage of spiral dynamics. And when you understand that person's worldview, you're like, oh, okay, they're going to interpret the problem in terms of who's powerful, who's not powerful, who can get the job done, who's the strong, forceful leader, right? But then the next person might say, well, no, 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 we need to think about the history. We need to think about the stories that, that created this situation. What are the stories that will help to guide us? What's the order? What's the hierarchy? What's the, the principles or the truth that we will live by? And then someone else just might say, hey, listen, we just got to listen to the science here. We just got to listen to the numbers, pay attention to the statistics here. Well, what I just did was just name that's red stage, blue stage, and orange stage. Now, you as the leader might notice, okay, we have three different solutions to this one problem. <laughs> so how are you going to speak in such a way that three people with three different worldviews will still feel as though they are contributing and a part of it, but then not only that, um, help solve the problem rather than get in the way of it. It's Most people think on surface level, I feel as though spiral dynamics and paying attention to people's worldview is about stepping beneath the surface to try to understand what's going on. Now, let's think about this in another way. All right, let's say you have a family and the family system, you recognize a problem among you. Maybe somebody isn't working enough or maybe somebody's got money issues. I don't know. Well, sometimes what can happen is if someone notices a problem in the system, we're prone to do a few things. We are prone to sometimes one, exclude or shame or shove out the person that brought attention to the problem right? And then we say that person's the problem, but really all they're doing is bringing attention to the problem. 
Ah, or there's another option. Let's say somebody brings attention to a potential pro potential problem, but when they do that, what the system does, the family, is maybe just come up with a short-term solution that maybe works, but only works for a month or maybe only works for three months. Maybe it only works for a year, but it's kind of a short-term problem. Well, rather than exclude the person who draws attention to the problem, rather than trying to do a short-term solution that you're going to have to keep inventing a new solution to, you could go beneath the surface and take a look at the grammar of how that family group thinks. And when you do that, then you're doing more than just paying attention to the problem. Then you could also be paying attention to what causes the problem. And then when you do that, let's say you identify your family system's average stage on spiral dynamics. What does it look like to be an agent of change and invite the family system to upgrade? Because often one stage will have a repeating problem that really is best solved by the next stage. Does that make sense? I think it's Einstein that says um, the solution to a problem cannot be devised by the same consciousness that created the problem, by the same mindset that created the problem. The same mind that created the problem can't be the same mind that comes up with the solution. So actually, instead of trying to think of a solution, we have to think outside of the box. And I think spiral dynamics is a really helpful way of helping us think outside of the box. Now, in the introduction to this book, uh, there's a really wonderful segment about how to be an agent of change. And as somebody that works at a church, I've found this to be incredibly helpful. Maybe you will as well in whatever capacity or worldview that, or, or workplace, sorry, that you find yourself ready. So this book is all about being leaders and visionaries and change makers. I think it's just a wonderful introduction, as I said, to spiral dynamics, but it goes like this. There's what's known as seven principles of the change code. This is just straight up in the introduction. I'm not going to read it fully, but one commit to being an agent for change, not a problem solver. That's interesting. Not a bully, but be someone that's interested in changing the environment and the grammar of how everybody thinks so we can upgrade and maybe come up with some better solutions. One commit to being an agent for change. Do your own inner work. So don't take spiral dynamics and try to apply it to other people if you haven't tried to start using it to excavate and to mine out the things within you that need to be upgraded, right? Perhaps you are too focused on numbers. And as a result of that, you are not very good at showing compassion to other people. Well, that would be shifting from orange stage to green stage. And now you're starting to realize, oh, the, the value of community and working together with people. It's more than just the numbers, right? 
The third one, encourage positive expression of every layer of the change code. That no matter what stage somebody is at in spiral dynamics, stage may not be the right word, but there's healthy ways of being each of them. It's not that uh, one stage is inadequate. It's like actually every stage is adequate. It's just the next stage is always more adequate, right? Then four, find common ground and understand who you are trying to help. I already mentioned this. You might be working with people that are coming from different worldviews than you are with different value systems, with different emphases, with different understandings of leadership or community or working alone. If you can understand where people are coming from and the grammar of how they think, you can actually have a more productive conversation. Mm, so good. Build resilient community connection and opportunities for connection. That means that you are always trying to um, at least keep people together. Let there be open communication because the early colors on the spiral dynamics, each one will think that they're the only correct worldview. And so it's really a high, high developed person that actually sees value to all of them, but it takes a while to get there. And before that, you might think, okay, my worldview is the only correct one. Everyone else's solution is wrong. Like, well, that's just myopic, don't you think? Um, <clears throat> number six she has here, engage others in something bigger than all of us. I love that. That's actually a very mature worldview that you're trying to bring everyone along. Nobody gets left behind and we're all working towards something beautiful. Now that may be difficult with certain people who are in a worldview that's more solitary than communal, but it's good to know that because then you can invite them along, right? And then seven, develop new systems to solve more complex problems. It goes back to that Einstein quote is the same mind that produced the problem uh, is not the mind that will come up with the best solution. That's a paraphrase. But the idea for me <clears throat> is we often settle for trying to solve the problems rather than trying to analyze and take a look at the grammar of the situation. What thinking brought us to this problem? What in our community and or in our group brought us to having this unique type of problem? And why is it that we seem to keep having short-term solutions to things? So for me, in Spiral Dynamics, there's this understanding of being a wizard. Yeah, uh-huh. And I actually very much enjoy it. Rafiki from Lion King was a wizard. Gandalf from Lord of the Rings was a wizard. Okay. Yoda from Star Wars was a wizard. Jesus was a wizard. But when I say wizard and when Spiral Dynamics talks about wizard, what they mean is a wise person. Here are some wise figures that spoke into other people's lives and invited them into growth and to change. And that's incredibly helpful. So for me, this is a, this was a good book because it helped me to 
understand my own metanoia a little bit further. Helped me to understand and change the way that I think about problems. Helped me to change the way I think about how other people view the world. And listen, all frameworks are limited, but some are incredibly helpful. And I found Spiral Dynamics to be incredibly helpful, especially as someone that works in a church setting. So I don't have a rating system, but this is just a good one. And what I will do in the future is have every so often a book review like this about a book that has changed the way I thought and that I think actually be really helpful for other people. So cheers to you. If you want, I would say, please go ahead and check this book out. It, it really changed the way I thought about things. I already mentioned that, but I really think it's touching on something that will be very popular in the next five or 10 or 15 years. Spiral dynamics might actually be a little bit ahead of the curve. So if you enjoy the Enneagram, if you enjoy uh, Erickson's stages of development, Kohlberg's uh, stages, Piaget, all of them, this will probably be right up your alley. And it's obviously a very helpful framework to use if you are leading a community, if you're a part of a team, or even if you just want to understand human interactions a little bit better. All right. So cheers to you. Grace and peace. Go check it out. All right. We'll catch you later.